Jeff Algilberts. I want to welcome you to my live call. And as with a question, is Amazon going to kill your business? Yes, for those of you in network marketing or MLM, is it going to kill it? And for those of you that do not know me, I've been involved in network marketing over 40 years. I started in this business totally broke. I sold a junk truck to get started, put $200 into my business. The last 27 years, I've been full-time in network marketing. So if that appeals to you, then keep watching. You know, I'm a night, and this is the night that we open things to questions. So if you can post a question and, and uh, we'll, uh, George will get a screenshot and send it to me. And uh, Veronica from Arkansas, nice to see you. Um, but it's Friday nights we do that. Now, when I post, like I did today, I said, hey, you know, leave your questions in my post for tonight. Um, then I usually s select a question that uh, somebody asks. And so tonight uh, we're going to do that with, and let me see. I don't think Rick is in the house yet. Yetalai in Northeast India. Nice to see you. She is way out in the country there. And, um, and so let me find it. <clears throat> Willie, we're going to eventually come to it and well i'll come to it in a minute so first of all i'm going to start from the top since uh, archie schrader was the first one and he asked the question is it okay to invite prospective customers to a facebook live well these aren't product calls uh you know um hey colleen nice to see you in new jersey these are not uh product calls archie um so i don't know really that's the kind of value that they're looking for I think the best thing to do is introduce them to a Facebook group and um, um, and so that's the thing that uh, uh, I would recommend that you do now if it's somebody that is interested in network marketing yeah, they might find it you know interesting now Julie um, uh, Julie Jones from the UK she has ideas on how to promote the product, the business, without appearing to be cashing in on the coronavirus. Well, it can't be anything worse than all those people cashing in on toilet paper. They're just going to stores and getting all the toilet paper and they sell it for four times what it's worth, right? <laughs> Nobody's gone through this experience, right? You know, this is the weirdest thing. Hey, Corrine, nice to see you. Uh, you know, I, I thought about that today when I went to the store and and, and I saw down the aisle where the, all the toilet paper was, it was all empty, right? And I've seen this on the news too. Toilet paper, and, and, I mean, this obsession people got with it. I don't know. You know, it's, uh, let me tell you folks, worst case scenario, a lot of Asians use a hose. They don't even use paper, okay? And guess what? Very, those countries have very little anal cancer, all right? So... I don't know. Messed up. Major messed up. But back to Julie's question. So uh, how to promote your, your product and business without appearing to be cashing in on the coronavirus? Well, you know, here's the thing, uh, Julie, if you got, you know, and I know you, I know you say so you got a product that um, greatly supports the immune system. So the thing about it is just, just be frank and honest. Say, look, I'm not trying to cash in on this tragedy, but I'm using a product that is giving me the results I want for my immune system. I want to share that with you because I care about you as a person. If, if, if people can sense that you care about them 
and it's not about the money. It really makes, you know, so just get over that. Get over that fear because that's coming from you. That's not coming from them. But it's all in, you know, how you say, just be honest. That's it. Just, you know, which you are an honest person, right? So, but just come from your heart on that. Francis Stapleton, nice to see you. And Sam, good to see you. Josh, what's up? So that's what I would do um, is do that. Um, and, you know, I, I have no problem telling people myself, you know, the, those very things, you know, whether they buy or not is, you know, I'll say, hey, you don't even have to buy from me. You know, if you think I'm trying to cash in on this, I'm not. Um, so um, Jenny from North Carolina said, many of us know that in times of recession, it is where there are more opportunities. Could you tell us how we can focus people so that they can see those opportunities in a situation that the world is experiencing? Okay, so not exactly clear what you mean by in a situation that the world is ex experiencing, Jenny. Um, but Josh seemed to get it. Maybe he can comment on that. Uh, yeah, he said, most are holding on to their cash with hesitation to take a risk. What would you do to overcome this is a great question. Well, we're not trying to get people to invest in the stock market right now, are we? Okay, now, I mean, there are some opportunities. Some of the stock is very low right now. Even Disney, Disney of all, of all uh, investments was low the other day. So, um, so, but again, this is, I think, a, a business question. We're not in a recession uh, at all. Um, and, you know, so, you know, and actually network marketing does very well in recessions. When times are hard, we actually do better. Now, how can the, you know, the time right now be hard where we could do better? Well, uh, there's a lot of, who would have ever predicted a few weeks ago the world would be in the situation it's in right now with the coronavirus, right? I mean, you know, a few weeks ago, it was like, oh, 14 people in the United States got the coronavirus, you know? Now the numbers are quite up there. They said a thousand, a thousand tested positive with coronavirus. Well, that's the only ones they tested. How many ones have it that aren't tested? Well, you could, you could say 10,000, 20,000, who knows? But you know, a few weeks ago, there were only 14. So here's the thing. Um, there's one word that comes up a lot when you hear all these so-called experts. You know, it's amazing to me, all these politicians and experts are some of the most stupidest people. I mean, they are. I mean, it's incredible what, what comes out of their mouth and their strategies, you know, things like that. But, but, but the fact of the matter, <laughs> I had to say that. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is the word disruption comes up a lot, right? Disruption, because that's what this virus does. It disrupts the stock market. It, dis it disrupts economies. It disrupts government. It disrupts society, the way we live our life, what we do every day, how we go about things. You know, um, you know, maybe you like to eat out a lot. You like to go out in the nice restaurants. Now you're like, oh my gosh, I wouldn't even think about it now. You know, uh, there's a lot of disruption. You go to the store, there's no toilet paper. <laughs> What's the world coming to? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. No toilet paper. So the thing is, that's disruption, right? Well, in network marketing, uh, you know, that, that's the thing. 
So one thing that you could do, going back to uh, Jenny, uh, Josh, to get people to look at opportunities like we, what we have now, do, you know, it's a, doesn't it make sense that to work from home and have a home-based business makes a lot of sense? Just imagine if you got to go out there and work and you got to get around a lot of other people at work and somebody sneezes, somebody coughs and everybody's running out the building, right? Alarms are going off, things like that. Crazy, man. I was, I was at a supermarket today and a lady said, and her husband were both saying, man, I don't understand. I don't understand why people are all going for toilet paper. They're all going for toilet paper. I said, I'll tell you why. They said, you tell me why. I said, because every time somebody coughs or sneezes, you'll have a hundred men crapping their pants and everybody's going for the toilet paper. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the thing about it is disruption. So, and you know what amazes me is uh, all these so-called liberal, uh, open-minded thinking platforms, uh, you know, like Google, and I won't say some of the others, um, you know, it's amazing how they, they don't like the word home-based business. Oh man, they demonize it. You try to run an ad that says home-based business, no way, no way. And mo most social media platforms are that way. And I often wonder why the heck do they have a problem with people working from home? Think about it. We have been vindicated by this virus because we proved that this is the best way to be able to work from home, build a business around the world. Screw these people. They're idiots. I mean, they're idiots. All these experts and, uh, you know, oh, you work from home. You know, uh, you know, come on. Working from home is the safest way to do things. You're with your family. You're not out there getting a virus. You're not at work giving somebody a virus. Okay. So, so I, I just say that the opportunity here is for people now to take a look and at, at the advantages of a home-based business. That is, you, look at the taxes you get, you get to, to save on. Just taxes alone will save you a lot of money. Just having your own home-based business. And it's safer. It's safer. You don't have to expose yourself to the coronavirus. Uh, and other than that, you're going to make more money. So that, though, that's the angle I would go on that. Now, Rick Staley uh, is the one that came up with this idea for the theme here of the video. Is Amazon going to kill MLMs? Uh, he, he asked that question. Um, how would you respond to that? How is Amazon going to kill MLMs or network marketing companies? Very, very good question, Rick. We got a thinker here in the room. Okay. Um, yeah, here's the thing. Uh, we all have to analyze this. I can just go, I can tell you from my own personal experience, okay? I can remember um, uh, years ago, we had a situation where in our company where a lot of people sold on Amazon. And, uh, and so, and you didn't always know who they were, right? I mean, it's just, they have a, you don't know their names and they just sell, but they would undersell. They would undersell, undersell, wholesale, whatever. And, and, and so what happened was that um, when we got a new company and uh, president and CEO, and, and they've been saying, hey, we want, we want you guys to grow America. 
And my comeback from that was always, I, you cannot grow America if Amazon's get, got a better deal. You're never gonna grow a company if Amazon has got a better deal. And, and so this new president CEO says, done, done. And came out with a rule that, that anybody that sells on Amazon has to be 30% above wholesale. 30% above wholesale. So in other words, it gives the distributor in the field the advantage. Smart move. And, uh, and they, they suspended a lot, a lot of distributors who uh, they, were, they were warned, they were warned. And, and the company even came up with a technology where they could, you know, when, when people purchase products, the bottles are scanned. And so then when somebody would sell under 30%, the company would actually have ways to buy that product, scan it, they know who the, who the person was, and, the, and they would suspend them. Now, if your company allows, you know, those situations where your products are being sold um, at wholesale or, you know, not, you know, if they're not selling at, you know, retail, that, you know, it's not good for you. It's not good for you. And it, what, it, what, it, what you need to do is organize uh, a, 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 an effort with your upline and sidelines to raise enough heat to get your company, because that, that's what had to happen. And, but here's what I do like about it. Here's what I do like about that kind of situation. If, if the distributor has the advantage, if the distributor, if the product is much better, I mean, much cheaper with the distributor, because some people, what they'll do is they'll meet you, you talk about your product, then they're gonna go to Amazon. And, and sometimes it's not just price, they wanna see the reviews. They wanna see the reviews. And this is pretty powerful what I'm getting ready to say, okay? And so, and so what's gonna happen is if you are 30% or my, if, if your company has it where, where, where they only, their policy is you have to be at this percentage above wholesale, that gives, then they're gonna come back and buy from you. That's my, that's my point. But here is the power. The power is in the reviews. And so I can tell you that, for example, when people go and review our immune system product, we have an immune system product. I mean, just one seller alone, there's 900 reviews. And, if, and I'll tell you, the reviews are incredible. They're incredible. But here's the thing. If you were a distributor and you made those kind of claims on your Facebook page, your company would suspend you or you would, your company would get in trouble with the FDA, with the FTC, these federal agencies, okay? Many people have gotten in trouble. When people go to Amazon and leave a review, they can't do squat about it. Those, those customers can say what they want because that was their experience. They're not distributors, they're customers. And it's powerful. It's powerful. That's what I, that's what I like. So here in that situation, <clears throat> Amazon is a perfect ally to help you grow. If you have the advantage as far as the distributor that you're much cheaper than Amazon, and then second, the reviews are very good. These are third-party reviews. The FTC, FDA can't do anything about it. Can't do anything about it. Making claims on your product because that's customers sharing their, what, what it did, right? So it's pretty powerful. So it's been my experience now. People will go, they'll look, oh, 30% higher. Ooh, 
Then they'll look, oh, wow, look at those reviews. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to call so-and-so back because I can get it cheaper with my, you know, with the distributor. And, uh, man, I'll tell you what, I want to get on this product right away. Man, all those reviews. You know, I've had people call me and say, hey, I, I want that product. So it's good. Amazon could be very good for you in that sense. On the other hand, if your company isn't doing those things I just mentioned, then put some heat on them. So then, uh, Joe Hanso, um, uh, uh, so here, uh, uh, I think I'm going to have to come back to you on that. Uh, so, um, let me see. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So Andrina from Texas, how do you thrive uh, in our business in a time of panic? Um, when panic is on everyone's mind, uh, let me see. How do you thrive in our business in time of panic uh, when everyone else's uh, in everyone else's behalf? Who are the ones that will listen? Okay, so here's a, here again. You know, the one thing, friends, now many of you are in a health and wellness company. Many of you are. And no doubt you have a good product for the immune system. The one thing that the media is doing an excellent job, they're doing a fabulous job telling everybody how lousy their immune systems are. And they're going to die. You know, that's what they've been saying, right? So, so thing is... Uh, if you got a product that will support and empower the immune system, uh, that's how you thrive. That's how you thrive. You simply, I mean, because that's what, that's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. It, it's, uh, I, I saw a video today where a company was, uh, was do was creating a product that would increase natural killer cells in the body. And they're trying to get FDA to approve it. They're getting it on the fast track use it on coronavirus, uh, uh, people that have that. Well, you know, again, there are products out there that will greatly increase natural products, the, the natural killer cells in the body. So what I'm saying is the media is doing a really great job uh, uh, setting the stage if you, have, if you have a product that supports the immune system. Um, and I would, I would, oh man, I would fly with that. And, uh, and who are the ones that will listen? Anybody who has an immune system. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Anybody who would have it. I mean, people are looking. They're looking for products that's going to empower their immune system. And there's different things that will. You know, there's transfer factor. There's uh, uh, vitamin D is helpful. I mean, there's just, you know, of course, a good grade, high absorption uh, vitamin C is good, but, um, though, you know, people are looking, they're looking. And so, um, and Rick, I already answered your question. So you have to catch it on the replay, man. You, that was a good one. And so, um, <coughs> excuse me. No, I don't have it. Don't shake. Don't get off the call just because I cough. Don't <laughs> I said to say that, <laughs> you know, so, um, let me see. We got something here. Um, okay, so Debbie uh, Yeomans, um, she asked the question, how often do you follow up? Well, I only follow up, um, Debbie, if I prospected someone. 
That's the answer to that. Now, how soon do I follow up? Here's, here's what you need to do. When you prospect somebody, let's say that you send them a video and, um, or you're about to send them a video, you're doing the invitation. That's the first thing, right? The invitation, seeing if they're open to looking at it, right? And it's important to ask them, do they have time now to look at it? And if they come back and say, well, no, I don't have time now. Oh, okay. When, when do you think you would have time? Well, tomorrow morning, I'm, I'm not working, I'm hanging out, so uh, are you usually up and running by nine? Yeah, okay, so tell you what, I'll message you at nine, and if that's a good time, I'll send the video to you. See, what a lot of people do is they just go ahead and send the video, and then they wait, and in this case, they would wait till, you know, like 9.30, right? And they're just waiting, you know, to see if they looked at the video. It's not the way to do it. The time to send the video is when they have time to see the video. And then when they, and then you have to let them know that, hey, what I'm gonna do is, it's only, it's only uh, 10 minutes long or whatever it is. Um, so what I'll do is I'll call you at 9.15, you know, because what I'm gonna do the next day is say, hey, you there? Because it's nine o'clock, yeah, I'm here. Okay, awesome. I'm gonna send you the link now. And what I'll do is I'll call you at 9.15. So go ahead and watch it and look forward to talking to you. There, you're setting yourself up in a very good way. And you have to have those steps in place if you wanna, if you really wanna have a good follow-up. And then make sure that you do call them back at that time. And then when you call them back at the time, don't ask them, what do you think about the video? Because now you're asking them to be a critic. So what you, what, what you wanna do is ask them, what did you like about the video? Now it gets their brain thinking about what did they like? And then, and then from the, then, then, then just ask them the question, see, well, you know, I've been using this product for X amount of time. You know, it's brought great value to me and my family. So what about you? How, how do you see yourself here as a customer or can you use that, some extra money? Oh, I can use some extra money. Sure. Great. I'll be able to show you a simple uh, activity plan that you can do anybody can do actually and if you follow that you're going to like the results you get so this is great well I, I look forward to working with you you know we're going to have a lot of fun and make some money together and then that's it you keep it jolly fun not serious you know this isn't wall street right and then you sign them up <laughs> there are no more steps <laughs> you sign them up <laughs> people think oh if I sign them up, then what will I do? After you sign them up, you follow up. <laughs> See, a lot of people will follow up just in the prospecting part, but after they get them signed up, they don't follow up. Why is follow up important? It's important because you wanna make sure that they get their product the time that you know, you need to know when they're gonna get their product and, and be so excited for them. Say, man, you're gonna get your product today. I'm so excited for you and all that. You're really going to love this. And then you're also going to give them the, uh, the activity steps they need to take to make money. Make sure that they understand that. You might want to introduce them to a, you know, maybe, uh, uh, and, uh, you know, just get an orientation video where you're, you know, they're get, they get familiar with a few basic things they need to do their first month. That's all. Don't want to overwhelm them, but you always need to follow up. 
And, and when do you know that you have followed up enough? Because after they get their products, you want to follow up. Now, when, uh, you know, but when, when, you get their, when they get their products, keep in mind, you don't want to just keep asking them, so how do you feel? Well, I mean, how did they feel before they bought your product? They probably felt good. Is your product going to change that? I hope not. I mean, hopefully they're going to always feel good, right? That, most of this is prevention, right? So the thing about it is then you simply follow up and then keep, but you, what you're focused on is having them get their list going. Now, all the follow-up that you're going to do from that point forward is to make sure that they're doing it right. They're not posting on their Facebook page about they just joined your company and what the products are about. And they announce to all their warm market that they're in a company, you know, in your company. So, so that's the thing. Um, so just keep that in mind. And, and, and even when they make the list, then you're going to help them. You go over that list. Who are these people? Have you emptied your head here? Or did you prejudge who's not on this list that should be on this list? And then help them with those people. Help them with those people. They've never been involved in anything like this before. So um, that's, you know, Francis just said the fortune's in the follow-up. And that is right. You know, so, um, and, and so... I think uh, George is going to say something. He's, okay. So, <clears throat> excuse me. I hope that was helpful to you um, this evening. Um, you know, so here's the thing. You know, um, you know, I talked about in the first part of uh, this video, of this live, that when you talk about the coronavirus, one thing that comes up is um, disruption 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 now here's some of the things you leaders need to remember don't panic about this you are going to have some disruptions in your business now when the smoke clears then um, you know everything will go back to normal that's the good news that's the good news but just understand this that there could it could get to a point where well let's just say your company has somebody uh, in the warehouse at your headquarters that's got coronavirus. Now what's going to happen? Lockdown, quarantine, whatever, right? Yeah, that's right. And do you think that might disrupt your operations? Yeah, good. Uh, if it gets to a point in the United States where it's bad, where they can't do shipping, you think that might disrupt your business? Yes. It will disrupt your business. It's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. That means your checks, my income, I've been in the same company 21 years. And I can tell you, not in 21 years, I've not seen any kind of disruption like this. So, but just understand that when it's all over, things will go back to normal. You're welcome, Shirley, in Indonesia. Indonesia, they have coronavirus. I talked to Sherry Din, one of my leaders um, who was in Indonesia this morning, and uh, she was doing a meeting, a meeting with, uh, she sent me the pictures, and I was like, I said, Sherry, you should not be doing meetings. Now, friends, I'm going to tell you, if you're in a country right now where the coronavirus is getting heavy, don't do public meetings. That's a big mistake. 
I, I told her, I said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to train the leaders how to do this from their home, how to do Zoom calls, download the app, learn how to do Zoom. It's not hard. Good grief. You think I'm a technical person? I'm not. It's easy. Download the app get, and then pay a little money, get the professional version. That way you don't get cut off in the middle of your call. And then teach leaders how to use the doggone telephone to call people about your product, sign them up as customers, distributors. I'm going to tell you, I've been very busy during the initial stages of coronavirus uh, that's been going on here. And I can tell you, my business only got better. So what I'm saying is that you can do this and you've got to teach your leaders how to do this, but don't do public meetings right now. If you're in a country where, and, and I don't know of a country that doesn't have coronavirus, there might be, I don't know. It, it'll be there very soon if it's not there now. But just don't do meetings because you're endangering your leaders when you do that. It's not wise. <laughs> if your leaders get killed after all this is gone, you don't have leaders, okay? So teach them how to do the business from home. Use the tools, use the tools, use, learn how to use, send a video. We had, I have a very large Spanish organization and just this weekend, you know, just this last weekend, we're supposed to have a major, major, we do this once a year, Spanish uh, convention. It was in the country of Colombia. And just a couple nights before the event, the mayor there in that city said, no large meetings, no, no events. There was probably gonna be 5,000 there or more. It was all called off. Very wise decision, very wise decision. But it took the mayor of that town to do it. I'm just saying, you know, um, this is not the time for meetings. You can, you can do that later, but this is the time to improve your skills doing Facebook Lives, sending out videos to your team, doing Zoom calls with your leaders, picking up the telephone, talking to prospects, engaging with people in social media, sharpen your skills in that area. And that's the thing. And then talk about your product and your service, the value that you give, sign them up as customers or or uh, as uh, leaders, business builders. Yes, disruption. You're gonna get some disruption. Your checks may even go, they even might crash. And it might last for longer than what we want. But don't panic about that because when the smoke finally clears, you still have a downline. You still have a company. So don't panic about that. Now, <clears throat> Excuse me. I still have phlegm on my throat. It's the season this time of year. Uh, Mernita from Guatemala. What if they tell I have to try the product first before I join you? Okay, it's a classic question. So she's saying uh, when, when you prospect somebody, they say, well, I got to try the product first before I would join the business. Well, I'm not going to tell somebody they're wrong if that's the way they want to do it. I always say, sure, you can do that. I'll agree with them. Sure, you can do that. But Debbie, let me ask you this. Um, I'm going to share some information with you. And this is third-party information um, that you can read on our products. This is real science. So this is not a fairy tale. 
I'm also going to introduce you into a Facebook group, a product group, where you can see how people have benefited from the product. Now, here's the other thing that you can do. What did I just say about Amazon? You can say, here's what I, I'm going to do. I'm going to send you to Amazon, or you can share the link of, a, of your particular product, like the one I mentioned earlier. In that case, that man had 900 reviews. 900 reviews saying nothing but fantastic things about your freaking product. <laughs> okay. And uh, there is no trial. Say, so, you know what, Debbie, there really isn't a, this product's not on trial. I mean, you're human, you have an immune system or, or whatever, whatever your product service is. You have skin, so whatever. Skincare, whatever. But you can read the reviews, Debbie. This product's not on trial. It's the real deal. So that's the thing. Learn how to leverage. Learn how to leverage. And so, um, yeah. <laughs> hey, Anna. <clears throat> and let me see if there's anyone else here. Anyone else? Um, I think that's it. So, disruption. Now, here's the other thing about it. I can tell you one thing this experience that people are going through around the world will forever change their life. It will impact them even when it's gone. I mean, the last time, for example, in the United States, this was not just the United States, the whole world. We think about the Spanish flu, uh, the Spanish influenza of, of the year 1919, killed more people in World War I and, and World War I and World War II combined. Killed them, what, 100 million people? And then it disappeared, boom, gone. Nobody, it never came back. Glad it never came back. You talking about disruption, that was a major disruption. People rethought a lot of things. Now, out of this disruption, we'll see where this is gonna go. Um, hopefully country leaders will get smart and encourage people to take steps that will, be, that will make this end, but the thing about it is, things are going to change. How people view their health, how people look at their immune systems. They're also going to rethink this whole thing about going to a job and, not, and finding ways to be able to work from home so that if this ever happens again, I don't have to go out there and be exposed to something. I can stay home. And I can be with the family, take care of the kids, do whatever and make money working from home. You're gonna see a strong, strong interest in that area. All of that is positive. It's all positive. So again, if your business gets disrupted, um, just it's not the end of the world. It may take, it may take uh, some time before uh, things get back to normal. I mean, look at China, though. China did a very good job containing it. And they got very strict about, you know, with people. They had to. And, um, and the result is now a lot of them in, in a lot of areas of China are going back to work. Taiwan was the same. They got very strong with their people about containment. And when those people obeyed their government, and that's what they did, then now Taiwan, it's not, like, it's not a big issue. 
but now we are we're here in, in the United States so there's other look at Italy Italy is like hey nobody gonna tell me what to do man I'm gonna go out and party with my friends we got we we got a band tonight and we got probably 200 people coming to that I'm gonna go have fun uh-huh there you go there you go and so we see why Italy is the way it is right so they didn't they didn't follow the path of China Taiwan so be smart and be safe okay and uh, this is not a time I'm taking the kids to Dave and Buster's and and gonna frequent restaurants not gonna happen not gonna happen and don't do meetings okay if you're in a country where you're used to doing meetings you're gonna have to do this differently until this is behind us okay but be safe and if there's disruption in your business it's not the end of the world it will go back to normal eventually it will so don't lose faith and um, you know reach out to the most incredible power Almighty God and that's where we go to to throw our cares as Peter says because he deeply cares about us so I hope all of you have a wonderful weekend be safe okay and um, reach out to me anytime I can help you with something or you got a question be glad to help and uh, appreciate you guys getting on tonight good to see you Rick and uh, all of you take care